0: Thanks, Eliza. As she mentioned, uh, we're going to continue with our series that we began last week uh, in talking about the Holy Spirit. If you were here last Sunday, uh, we had talked about how the Holy Spirit is kind of the more hidden part of the Trinity, right? When we think about the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit often kind of takes backstage. And unfortunately, I think that when we look at God and who he is, we don't have a lot of knowledge and understanding about who the Holy Spirit is, because the Holy Spirit is God. We talked about last week that the Holy Spirit is not a force, it's not a power. It's the Holy Spirit is a person, just like God the Father is, and just like Jesus is, the Holy Spirit is as well. And for us to take this time during the series is to really get acquainted with the Holy Spirit. So we're going to continue with that today, and we're going to address this question. How do we recognize the Holy Spirit? Okay, so when we know that the Holy Spirit is present in our life and dwells within us, but how do we recognize when the Holy Spirit is present? Okay, so we're going to look at this diagram, okay? And we actually looked at this diagram a few months ago when we went through that series, Loving God with All of Who We Are. And I find this diagram to be very, very helpful in understanding, not just understanding us, but understanding how God interacts with us and how we can experience and recognize God's presence in our life. Okay, so if you remember when you looked at these, these uh, circles, there's like three circles with one in the middle being the spirit, okay, then our soul, and then our body. Okay, so again, the center of us, the center of our being is our, our soul, that's a, our spirit, that's the core, the core of who we are. Then it's our soul, which is mind, body, and, uh, excuse excuse me, mind, will, and emotions, and then our body. Okay, so if you remember when we talked about this, that it's important for us to live how? From the inside out, not from the outside in, right? So sometimes we have it backwards, right? We let our body kind of dictate our soul and our choices and our emotions, and that's how we choose. But really, we should let our spirit be in the lead and go live from the inside out out. Okay, so we're going to look at this diagram again, and we're going to look at it in terms of looking at the Holy Spirit and how the Holy Spirit engages with us, our whole person. Okay, so let's start with the soul. Like we said, the soul is the mind, will, and emotions. Okay, so let's start first with the Holy Spirit and our mind. How does the Holy Spirit show up in our mind? Okay, so let's look at this passage in 1 Corinthians 2, uh, verses 10 to 12, and then verse 16. For to us, God revealed them, talking about mysteries, for to us, God revealed them through the Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, even the depths of God. For who among men knows the thoughts of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, the thoughts of God, no one knows except the Spirit of God. He's talking about the Holy Spirit. No one knows the thoughts of God except the Holy Spirit now that we have received not the spirit of the world but the spirit who is from god so that we may know the things freely given to us by god and then verse 16 for who has known the mind of the lord that he would instruct him but we have the mind of christ okay verse 16 is a very powerful verse saying that we actually have the mind of christ so do we know everything like jesus knows That's not what this verse is saying. We don't have all knowledge, but what we do have is we have the mind that Christ used and he operated in how he lived, which was led by the Holy Spirit. If you look at this verse over here, it says, We have received the Spirit not from the world, but the Spirit who is of God, so that we may know the things freely given to us by God. Because we have the mind of Christ, the Holy Spirit can lead our thinking, right? When we look at verse 16 that says we have the mind of Christ, this is very important for us because when we think about the Holy Spirit and God speaking to us through the Holy Spirit, this is the primary way that God interacts with us, is through our thinking. Can God speak to us through other ways? Yes, and we're going to look at some other ways today. But I want to say that the primary way that God interacts with us and the Holy Spirit makes his presence known to us is in our thinking, okay, is in our thinking. So we're going to look at more about this in the coming weeks, but I wanted to really emphasize this. When we think about God and the Holy Spirit showing up in our lives, a lot of times it's in our thinking, okay? How is this important? I think this is important because we think all the time, Right? So even those people who think they're more like a feeler. So some people are more feeling oriented. Some people are more thinking oriented. I was talking to someone before service. They said, I'm more like Spock. I just like think logically all the time. And I'm kind of like that too. So my wife kind of gets irritated with that. But we are both thinking and feeling. But as we talked about before, thinking or the truth should be the one leading us. Okay? And we have thoughts all the time. Okay? Okay? And I think the hard part for us is, and we mentioned this before, is when are our thoughts really the Holy Spirit leading our thinking, and when is it our own thoughts? Okay, do you remember us having to have that conversation before when we talked about that? We thought, when I think about something, is this God really leading me thinking this? Is this the Holy Spirit directing me? Am I operating from the mind of Christ, or am I operating from my own wisdom and my own understanding? And we asked the question, how do I know the difference? Okay. Well, I don't want to repeat all the things that we talked about before, but basically, you have things to help you. We have things like the fruit of the Spirit. When things are from our flesh or from the enemy, it's going to produce things like worry and anxiousness. It's going to produce self-doubt. It's going to produce all of those things. But when we have the fruit of the Spirit, we can have greater confidence that the things that God is putting in our mind and our thoughts are from Him. When it produces peace when God reveals things to us, when it produces love and joy and patience and kindness, goodness and faithfulness and self-control, when we see those fruits coming out from our thoughts, we can have greater confidence that the Holy Spirit is actually the one leading our thinking and guiding our thinking. And that's really important for us because what I had mentioned before and I'm going to say again today, this is happening all of the time. And if you think about it, If you think about how often God wants to communicate with us, how often is God speaking? How often is he active? How often is he wanting to communicate with us? I would say all of the time. All of the time. There's an analogy that we talk about in terms of like radio waves, right? So like we have radio waves that are kind of like happening all the time, right? But you don't pick up the signal until you turn on the radio, When you turn on the radio, that doesn't mean that you turn on the signal. When you turn on the radio, that doesn't mean, oh, now the signals are happening. No, the signal was always present. The signal is always being broadcast out. But you don't recognize it until you turn the radio on. I think this is what needs to happen for us. We need to turn our spiritual radio on. Because God is always speaking. God is always speaking talking and always communicating to his children he always wants to communicate with us and have a relationship with us it's always happening God is always speaking God is always active we need to turn our radio on because if we don't we don't recognize what's always present and a lot of times that happens in our thinking we need to ask the Lord guide my thinking Guide me at work when I'm trying to solve a problem. Guide me in my relationships when there's difficulties. Guide me in my everyday life when I'm going about trying to think about what to do or what to do next or, or how to handle this situation. Ask the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will operate just like he operated in Jesus. That's why verse 16 says we have the mind of Christ. We operate, we have the ability to think the way that Jesus thought, which was being led by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is leading and guiding his thinking at all times. Jesus his radio was always on that's why he can say i only do what i see the father doing right that's why he can make comments like that because it's always on we need to turn it on and we need to have more confidence and we need to recognize the holy spirit guides my thinking the holy spirit guides my thinking let's look at the next part of our soul so we have our mind Then we have our will. Let's look at the Holy Spirit and our will. Let's look at this passage in Psalm 25. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. Okay, when we look at this, we look at there's different ways to direct your path. There's different ways you're going to choose in your life. What this psalmist is encouraging us, don't Trust in your own understanding. Again, with our mind, with our thinking. Don't trust in your own understanding to choose your path, to direct your ways, to direct your life. He's saying, let the Holy Spirit guide your choices. Let your Holy Spirit guide your choices. And I think this is really important for us when we look at our will, our ability to choose. When we look at our will, we have to ask the Lord to help us in making choices right? And this could be big choices or little choices. I remember when um, I was back in college and I had first become a Christian, right? And I remember my college pastor at the time, he was uh, talking to us about how he was at McDonald's. And he was at McDonald's and then he was asking God what to order. He said, should I order a Big Mac? Should I order chicken nuggets? And then I remember listening to that and thinking, that's kind of silly, right? Do you don't you think God has something better in mind or with important, more important things to think about? When, what do you want to have for lunch? Like, you want to have a Big Mac or you want to have chicken nuggets? Is that something to really pray about? But then I started thinking about that more, right? And I started thinking about what are things that we ask the Lord to do in guarding our choices throughout the day? And then I started thinking more about what my college pastor was doing. And I was thinking, actually, this is the way that we're supposed to do This is the way we're supposed to live. We're supposed to be asking God constantly about the things that we're doing. We're asking God, where where am I supposed to go? And I was thinking, even things that we already know how to do, right? I remember the Lord, he put this phrase in my mind. He said, do the same thing in a different way. Okay? He was telling me, do the same thing in a different way. And I was like, what do you mean by that, Lord? And so I was asking the Lord to guide my thinking again when he put this thought in my mind, God my thinking, what is what is what do you mean when you say do the same thing in a different way? And what he was telling me is the things that you already familiar with, the things that have become routine, you don't ask me about. You don't engage me about because you go on autopilot. You're going on your own understanding and your own thinking because you've done it so many times. Whether it's you drive the same way home every time, you don't even have to think about it, or you make your food the same way or you do your job the same way you do the same routine over and over and over and over again and it becomes so routine and so autopilot you don't need to hear from God about it so what he was telling me was can you try to do the same thing in a different way okay so i tried that so like i remember like when i would go on my prayer walks and i would always have the same route kind of going back and then he was saying do the same thing in a different way so i went a totally different way home and I got lost. <laughs> so, like, I turned on this other place and turned down this other street. I have bad sense of direction anyway, and so I'm going on here. But it was interesting because when I did that, I had to ask God, which way, which way do I go? And so I was asking him, which way should I turn? Where direction should I go? And then wherever I felt the Holy Spirit leading me, that's where I went. And lo and behold, I got back home. I was doing the same thing in a different way. Because we need to engage God about our daily choices. We need to be asking him in our life, day to day, moment by moment, can you lead me? Can you direct me? Or if we go and do about our own thing and our own wisdom and our own knowledge, the own pattern in our way, well, guess what you're going to produce? The same kind of fruit or the same lack of fruit in your own life. When the Holy Spirit directs and leads our choices surprising things happen new things happen new fruit that comes out in your life things that you never could have thought before things that you could have never experienced because you're so used to doing the same thing over and over the same way when the lord is asking can you seek me in your choices every day, moment by moment, so you can experience me more, experience what I can bring more, especially in the mundane things, the things that you do every day, whether it's at work or at home or whatever. You're so used to doing the same thing. Ask the Lord, teach me how to do the same thing in a different way, the same thing in a different way, so you can start engaging the Lord in your choices, in your will, okay? Let's look at the last part of our soul, which is our emotions. Look at the Holy Spirit and our emotions. Okay, look at John 14, verse 26. Uh, Jesus is talking to his disciples, says, But the Counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring all to your remembrance all that I have said to you. Look at what Jesus refers to as the Holy Spirit. One of his names is Counselor. I don't know if you've ever been to a counselor, but I've been to a counselor before. What does the counselor do? The counselor helps you understand your feelings and your emotions and the things that are not just your emotions, also your thoughts, but direct to look inside and seeing what's happening inside in your emotions. And it's so interesting to me that Jesus refers to the Holy Spirit as our counselor, Right, That this is one of the things that the Holy Spirit does and interacts with us is in our emotions. This is especially helpful for me because, like I said, I'm more of a thinker. Right, I'm not really engaged in my emotions a lot. And a lot of times I have my emotions kind of like almost off, right? I'm almost kind of just always just thinking about in my brain. I'm in my head a lot. And the Lord is starting to address that, right? And I had shared about that in the past, how the Lord saying, I want you to experience me in all areas, including your emotions. That was hard for me, right? To be honest, it was easier for me to just shut that part off because, one, it's like I don't have a lot of experience in that, and, two, I have a lot of painful emotions in the past. I think that's why I shut that off. Because of experiences that you had in the past, because of different trauma you've experienced, because of different hurts you've had, you've come to really put a wall around your emotions, That's what happened with me i put a wall around my emotions and say i'm just i'm just not going to feel anything but that's not good that's not really being free that's not really experiencing life the way that god wants us to experience so he started addressing me saying you need to start opening up your emotions i'm like i don't know how to do that well john 14 26 you don't need to know how to do that the holy spirit can be the counselor to one guiding your feelings and not just guiding your feelings but directing your feelings because sometimes our feelings can be based on something that's not true can lead us in a wrong direction sometimes we need the holy spirit to come give us a course correction in our emotions because our emotions will tell us this to be discouraged or our emotions will go and to bring us into a place of fear or our emo- emotions will come and bring us place where we feel discouraged or depressed or feeling like giving up and at that time that's what we need to ask the holy spirit come be my counselor come redirect my thoughts and my emotions come redirect it because the way it's pointing right now is not from you and it's not good this is where it's really important to understand that this is the holy spirit and how he shows up in our life he shows up in our soul, every aspect of our soul, in our mind, in our will in how we choose, and in our emotions and what we're feeling. We need to submit our feelings to the Holy Spirit. We need to ask the Holy Spirit to say, are these feelings from you? And if not, can you course, direct, course correct and change those things? Change it whether you have to change my thinking or ch- have it so my emotions will be more in line with you. We need to recognize the Holy Spirit. We need to recognize when he's present in our life. We need to recognize when God is working and active and wants us to recognize it, but we don't see it. This is one way to do it. Look at your soul, your mind, will, and emotions. Okay, let's look at the last part. The Holy Spirit and our body. Okay, I've actually never heard a message about this. The Holy Spirit and our body. But that's part of who we are, right? We are spirit, soul, mind, will, and emotions, and body. Okay? So when we live from the inside out, when we live from our spirit, our spirit is going to impact every, every aspect of who we are. Okay? So this might be a strange idea, thinking about the Holy Spirit and your body, but we see this in the Bible. We see that the Holy Spirit, when it comes upon you, actually gives you physical strength in your body. Judges fourteen six. The Spirit of the Lord came upon him, talking about Samson, mightily, so that he tore him as one tears a young goat, though he had nothing in his hand. It says the Holy Spirit came upon Samson. What was the re- result of the Holy Spirit coming on Samson? Supernatural strength. Supernatural strength. Okay, if you remember when I had talked about my 40-day fast, I experienced the Holy Spirit in this way. I had a 40-day fast where I was not eating anything. I was drinking only water during the day, and at night I would have like a small thing of broth or a smoothie or something at night, but then that's it. No food for 40 days. Can I tell you, I experienced the Holy Spirit in this way in my body. Physically, in my body, the Holy Spirit was empowering me. The Holy Spirit was giving me physical strength that went beyond our understanding, what made sense even. If you remember when I shared how I was, towards the end, averaging 20,000 steps a day towards the end of the 40 days of my fast. How is that physically possible? I don't think it is physically possible, except by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit when God is present can actually impact our physical body. I experienced it, Samson experienced it here. We see other places in the Bible where the Holy Spirit impacts our physical body. And doesn't that make sense that that would be the case? If you think about God and the Holy Spirit being God, being present inside of you, this is the same God that created the universe, has that much power and that much creative power within who he is. That person is dwelling inside of you. Don't you think that's going to make a difference in your body? When we have the Holy Spirit, we're going to experience that in every aspect of who we are. And we need to recognize that this is true. When I was going through the fast, it just made really obvious what was probably true all of the time. Is the Holy Spirit the one keeping me alive? Yes. Is the Holy Spirit the one empowering me to live and to walk and to breathe? Yes. Is it my food? Is it my drink? It's not. The 40-day fast just made it more obvious what was true all of the time. During that time, I knew it wasn't my food because I wasn't having any. It was obvious the Holy Spirit is the one empowering my body to move and to function. And not only to function, but to thrive and to do more than I could even possibly think or even imagine during the happening during that time, happen because of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit impacts us. The Holy Spirit gives us physical strength. The Holy Spirit, when he's present, also has physical effects like trembling, Okay. Look at Matthew 28.4. It says, the guards, uh, this is after Jesus was resurrected, the guards shook for fear of him because they became like uh, dead men. It says, when Jesus was present and the Holy Spirit was present, it produced fear and trembling inside of their body, that they had a physical reaction when the Holy Spirit was present, that they shook because the Holy Spirit was there. The Spirit of Jesus was there. And when we look at that, again, I have to say that this makes sense. And it's hard because we think that this is kind of strange or weird, okay? So I don't know if you've ever seen this, like different people uh, experiencing God's presence and they having some kind of physical reaction. They're like shaking or they fall down or they have whatever kind of reaction. But it's so interesting when I was looking at the Bible – The Bible is full of these examples. When the Holy Spirit shows up, different things happen. Physical things happen to their body. And again, when we think about it and we look at it, it looks like strange. It's like, is this from God? Right? This seems so awkward, so weird. But I ask you to think about this logically and think, does it make sense That God who is all-powerful, that God who is over the whole universe, that God who created everything, when he shows up, don't you think there's going to be some kind of reaction? If I go to an outlet and I stick my finger in the outlet, do you think I'm going to have a physical reaction? I'm going to have a physical reaction, right? The electricity is going to start surging through my body, and I bet I'm going to have a physical reaction. I'm going to convulse or shake or whatever, do whatever. That's just a socket in the, you know, connected to some wires. You don't think God is more powerful than a socket full of wires? I mean, if God is really present, don't you think that we're gonna experience that? I think it's by God's grace we don't experience that more. I think it's by God's grace that we have the Holy Spirit living inside of us and we don't get zapped all the time. We don't like, oh my gosh, look at this power inside of me. I think it's by God's grace that we don't experience that in a negative way, all of the time. But don't be mistaken. We have the Holy Spirit. We have the very presence of God living within, inside of us. And the Holy Spirit is full of God's presence and his power. And when that happens, you experience things all throughout who you are, whether it's our mind, whether it's our will, whether it's our emotions or even our physical body, it's going to be changed because God is present. I remember um, I had this uh, experience where, and you've, you've probably experienced this too, like one physical reaction that we have is through tears, right? And that's one common thing that we have in our expression, right? And a lot of the times we have these things and we don't even understand why we're crying. And I remember I was in service one time and I was in worship and just really enjoying worshiping God and then all of a sudden I just started crying and weeping right and honestly I don't know why I was crying and weeping I wasn't sad it wasn't like I was feeling sad it wasn't even like I was feeling joyful it was just I was worshiping God and then I just started crying you know I've seen this when people uh come and they receive jesus and they become saved that they start crying i see these people they, they get baptized and when they come out on the water they start crying and i see this in worship i see i see this physical reaction happen when the holy spirit comes on them in a tangible way and they start crying and we see tears happening now is that every time when we cry is that the holy spirit i don't think so that's where you have to kind of look at what's happening right now i'm i was in worship I was engaging with the Lord, and so when I'm crying, that's a physical reaction to God being present. We need to be more aware that God is present with us all of the time, both on the outside, like we talked about God's manifest presence, and on the inside, his indwelling presence, that God is always with us. God is always present. The Holy Spirit is always present. So I wanted to go over these different examples, and this is not exhaustive by any means. The Holy Spirit is much more than this. But I wanted to share this to really emphasize we need to have our radio turned on. God is present with us all the time. We need to recognize it. We need to acknowledge it. We need to receive it. We need to be changed by it. We need to experience the fruit that comes from it. We need to engage him and ask him and talk to him, pray without ceasing and continue to beseech him and talk to the Lord that he's with us through the Holy Spirit at all times. At all times. Can you think about that? You have God available all the time. 24 hours a day, even when you're sleeping, even in your dreams, God can speak to you in your dreams. Even in every waking moment of your life, God is active and God is present. So what prevents us from being able to have that? We just need to turn the radio on. The bottleneck is not on God's side. The bottleneck is on our side. We need to be more aware. We need to have a more God consciousness. We need to be more cognizant that the Holy Spirit is living inside of us, that the Holy Spirit is present with us all of the time. Whether we can recognize it or not doesn't change the fact that he's there. Whether we feel it or not doesn't change the fact that he's there. Whether we uh, experience that and the result of those things that we talked about that or not doesn't change the fact that he is there. There. We need to grow in our spiritual sensitivity to the Holy Spirit. We need to acknowledge it more. Holy Spirit, you're here. Holy Spirit, you're present. Holy Spirit, you're working and active. Holy Spirit, you are God's Spirit. You love me. You're present with me. Holy Spirit, you direct my thinking. Holy Spirit, direct my choices. Holy Spirit, direct my emotions. Holy Spirit, empower me physically. Holy Spirit, come and be more... I don't want to say that because that's, that's not right. Holy Spirit is already there. Help me be more aware of what the truth is. Help me be aware of your presence in our life because God wants us to know him. God wants us to experience him on a daily basis, and it's through the Holy Spirit that that happens. Here, why don't we pray? So, Lord, we want to thank you for being a God who is always working and is always active. We want to thank you that you always want to make your presence felt in our life, so I pray that you would give us the grace. Holy Spirit, we want to give you permission to uh, guide our thinking and guide our thoughts and our emotions and our, and our choices. We want to invite you to come in. We want to help. ask that you would help to turn on our radio, our spiritual radios and our spiritual sensitivity to be able to see you more, recognize you more, and engage you more, to have a greater intimacy and connection with you. Through the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In your name we pray. Amen.